Blog Talk Radio. Are you ready to awaken to the truth of your soul? Welcome to today's episode of the Nadia Khalil Morning Show with your host, Nadia Khalil. Good morning, everybody, and welcome to today's show. Today is March 6, 2019. It is Relationship Wednesday, and I have to say I was so excited about this show. I couldn't wait to do it because I wrote it up like two days ago. And for me to wait, I have like no patience whatsoever when I get any kind of new information or it's organized in a way that works for us. And I, I want to just like blurt it out. And I'm, I'm that way with gifts. I'm that way with like Christmas or birthdays. As soon as I get the gift, I want to find the person and, and give it to them and share it with them. And that's the only place I think in life where I don't have patience, where I just want to like scream from the rooftops. And this show was one of them because I was with a couple this past weekend and they're, they're young people, they're strong people. They've been together for, you know, quite some time. They're really good together. And then I realized, hey, we're not all made of steel. We're people who learn how to cope with trials and tribulations every single day. No matter how much we understand, when we are actually the one in the situation, we somehow don't know what to do. And part of it is, is that the push comes to shove when it comes to our feelings, like, well, if I do this, then they're going to get mad or they're going to get hurt or we're going to have to talk about it and I don't know what to say. I just, I don't know what the real problem is. What is underneath it all? What started that behavior? What made us go down that road? And how do we go back to the fork in the road? And how do we repave it with love? And the reason we don't know we need to go back to the fork in the road and repave it with love is because we don't think that what's going on is taking us away from love, which is part of how the ego works, right? It starts with a small step. Oh, just do this. Oh, just get mad at them. Oh, just, and then before you know it, you're fighting all the time. So can help ourselves, help ourselves. We can. And it starts with reminding ourselves why we're actually in a relationship, why we're together, what kind of life we want to live instead of letting the circumstances of life be what we live because we just don't have the resources to make it work any other way. We just don't know what we don't know, which is why I love the show because we talk about stuff that if you just get to the bottom of you, you can get to the bottom of people without reacting, being snippy, getting mad, feeling hurt, feeling less than or more than or more powerful or insecure or whatever starts showing up, slapping itself on top of the problem. When I, I, was, I was so involved in 
this relationship because there's no way on earth someone could be around me and hide anything. It's not that I'll know exactly what's wrong and I'm like this, um, I don't know what it is called, psychic, where I can sit there and tell you, oh, well, this is, but I can tell this from itself when it's distracted. And this is the part that I see. When something has hurt a person, you either address it or you live with it. If you don't address what hurts you, be in your conversation, it will be in the look in your eyes, it will be in how you behave, how you smile. Even your smile is like kind of a nervous smile. So if you don't address or identify, because sometimes we, like I said, we don't know what we don't know, so we don't identify. We don't know what started it, or we may know when it started, but we might not know why. Then we end up living with it until we figure out why. And that's why sometimes problems feel unsolvable, and it's just because we have not seen what just happened. So then as we live with it and it becomes a normal part of us, then we become snippy in our relationship. And then the snippy turns into snappy. And I know I'm, I'm being kind of cute and funny about it, but snippy becomes snappy. You get snippy and then all of a sudden you're snapping. If you can just remember that, oh, I'm getting snippy, which means I'm going to become snappy. Snippy and snappy, two friends you don't want to have in a relationship because they're not your friends. They're just not your friends. In my heart, when I, I was no longer in their presence and the next day came and I'm thinking, Gosh, Christ, we need some kind of guideline. I know we've had them. I've done, I don't know how many shows now, 1,200 shows or more. By the way, going off on a tangent, what day is today? March 6th and March 10th, this show will have been on air, on air for five years, five years. And we still have not run out of things to talk about. And it's because getting to the bottom of things grows deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper. And that depth is what we keep talking about. It's like Christ never runs out of anything to say. And I thought many times, what more could he say? When I was writing Origins of Truth, I remember going, how much more about love and truth and purity can we write? Well, I'm going to tell you today because I got 11 steps, and not in any particular order. I wanted to take them and, and take number one and make it 11 and 11 and make it one. But as I was doing that, I said, just leave it alone. And I'm like, thank you. One less thing to do. Where before I'd be like, nah, nobody will get it. You don't understand. <laughs> he used to say that. It wasn't funny. That's funny because I did want to change things. But 
I don't do that anymore. So I'm going to start with the number one, number one golden rule of every relationship. And that's to be grateful for the relationship. Have a relationship in our lives. We long for a perfect person. And sometimes if we're really looking for a perfect person, we may not find them. But somebody who knows there's a give and take, when we're looking, we would probably choose the same person again. We're there for a reason. We're there to grow each other. But imagine the mindset of hurts that have been not addressed, but you go to bed. And instead of being mad at each other or fighting until you exhaust, you both say, hey, I'm really grateful for this relationship. Because what that does is it fights ego head on. Ego wants despair. Ego wants fear and doubt and worry and control and guilt and anger and, you know, screaming and being right. But when you say you're grateful for the relationship, instead of fighting for yourself, we end up fighting for the relationship. Grateful goes a long way. It is the way. Don't be grateful out of guilt, like, oh, my gosh, I'm so happy. Thank you, God, for everything, because you're scared it's going to go away. You deserve a good and loving and warm relationship. You deserve to be loved. And when you can say to each other, I am grateful for the relationship, what you're saying to me is I'm happy I'm here. No matter what we go through, we will get through it. And I really love you. Yep, hiccup. We got a hiccup. Yep, we're getting snippy. And we know snippy's going to turn us into snappies. But I'm here and I love you. Second thing was do not allow others' actions or opinions influence how you feel about each other to you. And they don't include your partner in outings, but they want you. That's when we got to learn that even if they come back and retract, they've hurt your partner. It hurt them. It made them feel like something was wrong with them and they weren't part of the pack. Whether they tried to do that or not, that's what they would have done. If something like that happens, in the future, two of you come first. Two of you come first because it's the two of you that are together, that live together every single day. And the two of you can talk about it. And the two of you can say, hey, you know what? This is what we'll do. And once we make that decision, we back ourselves on the decision. And if there's hurt, we can talk about hurt about it. But we don't need to take out our our hurt on the other person. That's why when things hurt, we either address them or live with them. Keep that one in mind. When things hurt, we either address them or we live with them. Number three, 
don't use each other as an outlet for your anger. We're going to get angry in life about something. Something's going to make us mad. But if the person that you go to to heal over these things, to feel better about these things with and through, and you also use that person to take your anger out on, you've just given yourself many, many days of confusion and hell-like circumstances (laughs) because you guys are going to fight a lot. You're going to fight a lot. You don't want to be a textbook statistic in a relationship cliche by using your partner as an outlet for angers because that's an unsolvable issue. That's a habit. And if you continue doing that, you're just going to wear each other out. Many people have lived entire lifetimes of their relationships with that number three. So Christ is saying, don't use each other as an outlet for your angers. Number four, at bed, at night, thank each other for sharing their lives with you. As though it couldn't be said again. You took number one, grateful to literally verbally thanking each other for sharing their life with you because that's what you guys are doing. The most valuable part of your life is where you put your time somewhere that you feel thankful for and the other person knows that and you say it and they hear it and they hear it every day. And you learn to say it. Christ didn't say you just say it by yourself. But the two of you say it to each other. As though we couldn't say be grateful enough, verbally thank each other for sharing your lives together. Of you, of us, are a team. We're a team. As we grow in life and the people that we choose to live around us get closer and closer to who we are because we start filtering as we get older. We use experience to help us get there when we get older. We start saying, oh, you know what? I've, I've interacted with that kind of personality and I don't do well. I've interacted with this kind of personality and I'm usually really happy about that. I feel good around these kinds of groups or people. I don't do well around these. And so we start knowing those things. So let's say you go to a job and you're really happy you work there. As you're going to the job, thank yourself, and I'm not kidding, for being able to make a decision that works for you and not against you. Wow, I'm really glad I took the time to find what was best for me, that I took the time to find what was right for me, that I I had some kind of vision of what I need in my life. And I, I figured I was worth the time it took to find what works best. 
because every decision in the world is out there. You can choose anybody in this world to be with. You can choose any place in this world to work. Why are you choosing what you're choosing is the bigger question than what you get at the end. Because if you just want a relationship, you can have a relationship with anybody if you want. That's a whole other story. So really think about even thanking yourself for finding this person, for sticking it out, for overcoming the issues that could be overcome and learning more about yourself and not being scared of that. Because sometimes there's people you will talk to and if it's your partner, you're going to, you know, have a huge wall to walk through is every time you tell them something, oh, no, no, I didn't do that. And then you're like, oh, wow. So now you hit a wall and now that can't be talked about because they're going to do that. So thank each other for sharing your lives and choosing to put your time there. Number five. Remind yourself that you are one as a couple and individuals together. I'm going to read that one again. Remind yourself that you are one as a couple because you are one couple, but you're individuals together. When we think like that, each one of us in the relationship is able to continue to have the gifts that we had when we met each other. You know how there's a blending in relationships and then one person might say, oh, you know, I'll stop doing that. It doesn't really mean as much to me anymore because I'm with this person. And then there's other things that you find that still mean a lot to you and they may not include the other person but they don't take away from the relationship. Like let's say you need a few hours a day to write every day or you love to clean and they're a little messy. So one feels like you're cleaning up after them and they feel like, wait, I'm not a little kid or you start having that kind of stuff. Tell her, hey, you know what? I'm not cleaning up after you because you're a messy. I just love a clean environment. Oh, well, in that case, okay, because now it's not personally insulting me or I need to be away because I'm writing. And I can't help it. Oh, okay. So it's not like you just want to be away from me. It's just that that's something that you need to do. And then the other person says, you know, I like to do these things or I need to go to a lunch. It probably won't include you, but is that okay? And you start to be able to work together with respect for each other's gifts and talents. And they don't necessarily have to be yours. But that respect that you are individuals together keeps the fascination open with how your life is growing and how their life is growing. And that keeps you both thriving. And again, number six, as though it couldn't be set enough in different ways, fight for the relationship first, then for your role in your actions. So it's like he says the same thing, but then the kicker part, the second part is how. So, yes, I want it to work within our relationship. I am sorry that I took this mode of action and it ended up costing me 
that it ended up costing us more money. I wish now if I could go back and do it again, I would have talked to you about it and you may have had a better solution than the one I chose and we could have saved some money over it. But talk about the relationship first. And then your role in your actions. Number seven. If I can't, this one is the neon lights one. Listen when other person speaks. Just let them finish a sentence. All of us know everything when we're mad. But the one thing we actually know is that we're mad. And sometimes when we are mad, we want to stay mad. We want to stay mad. Did you ever get that feeling before? Because you felt so unheard that you needed to be heard for how mad you were. So ask yourself when someone's talking and you want to butt in before they finish a sentence because you think you know what they're going to say. Remind yourself that you don't. Take a breath instead of throwing up words. You will be surprised how much it calms you down to listen. And then on top of that, you will be surprised. Patience that gives you with yourself. And the byproduct of listening when the other person speaks is because you've listened when they speak, they listen when you speak. We mirror each other. So if I'm cutting off and they're cutting off and we're both cutting off, we're going to stay snippy and we're going to end up snappy. So I guess the filter question is, (laughs) do we want to be snippy and snappy? Instead of the two people we are, do we want to rename ourselves snippy and snappy? It's fun to make fun of ourselves because then we can see the cliches and the stereotypes and all of that. Because sometimes when we're too close, we're like, oh, no, but it's real. If something is really, really, really a problem, you both wouldn't be there. You both wouldn't be there. The fact that you guys are there tells you both that you are grateful for the relationship. But it's also a fearful grateful. Like, oh, yeah, I'm just glad he's here or she's here. Well, you want a little bit bigger than that because you want to know that you can trust the decisions you make. So this little list You know, Christ is so profound and so on point that sometimes you just can't believe because the thing sounds so simple, the intricacy of what he keeps saying over and over again in a thousand different ways. But after listening when the other person speaks, this is what he pulled out. Number eight, never say anything in capital letters, anything you would not want said to you. You want someone to know how mad you are at them and how stupid they are. 
ask yourself, if you did what they did, you listen if someone approached you the way you're planning to approach this person. And I know that's something to think about when you're mad. We don't want to think about these things. We want to just blurt it out and deal with the cleanup later. But if you want to stay in a relationship, you and your partner will determine quality of life you both decide to have. So if you start saying things because you feel hurt and you want them to be as hurt as you are, that's going to be what defines your relationship. But if you learn to never say anything you would not want said to you, that will not only change your relationship within the inside, the intimate part, but it will also change how you feel when you go out together as a couple that you feel like a couple, not like two separate people trying to find their ways in the world and you just crashed into each other and you keep crashing and crashing. Number nine, keep respect, honor, and integrity high. Again, never say anything you would not want said to you. So now Christ is telling you how. Just keep it high. Am I being respectful? Am I honoring myself? Otherwise, you cannot honor the relationship. Am I approaching this issue with integrity? Or is anger leading me? And ask yourself, push those answers out of yourself before you jump into the ring. Because you don't need to jump into a ring. Number 10, and I know this one's going to sound funny but it's actually very true. Keep your environment clean and eat well. When you have not eaten, do not choose that time to go talk about something because when we're hungry, our body is trying to get us to go and eat something and it will distract us from what we're doing and what we're saying. That's why a lot of big issues get solved over meals. I know it sounds funny, but now your brain is on task. You are eating. That need is being met. You feel good. So as you feel good, you can communicate better. You are more patient. You will listen. You won't say things you wouldn't say to yourself or you would want to say to yourself because we say some pretty gnarly things to ourselves, but that we wouldn't want someone to say to us. And as we grow into that, we will not talk like that to or about ourselves. And the last one that I wanted to put first, said to leave it alone, was do not enable each other's bad habits. If your partner cannot solve things, don't not solve them because they can't solve it because then the issue will only grow bigger and bigger and bigger until one of you can't take it anymore and then you burst. It's past snippy and snappy. It's called snapped. Enable each other's bad habits. Also, like let's say your partner overeats and they're heavy and it's hurting their health. 
don't bake chocolate cakes every day. And I know you're not going to do it every day, but you know what I mean. Or bring food that's bad for both of you because you know they like it and you're enabling their bad habits. If your partner has a drinking problem, don't be the one buying the liquor. If your partner holds in angers, make sure you guys find a way to talk. Find a method of communication. Do not enable each other's bad habits. And now I see the method to Christ's madness. I hope today's show opened up a few doors in your mind. I got 10 seconds left, you guys. I'll see you tomorrow on Dream Theme Thursday. Have a great Wednesday. Bye-bye. You have been listening to today's Daily Dose of the Nadia Khalil Morning Show. To learn more, visit www.nadiakhalil.com.